0: Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. We've been going through the series called Image of God. Because we have the image of God, we have value, we have worth. Not because we are great, but because God is great and God put His great image in us. But because of our sin, according to Isaiah 59 2, the sin separated us from God so that we lost the image of God and that's the reason why we feel so insecure about ourselves. Because uh, because we lost the image of God, we're trying to fill it with our own efforts and our own struggle, our own works. However, when we get, uh, when we fail some works, then we feel like we are failure, we we equate what uh, the performance that we do and who we are. And then when things are not going well, we say we're not good enough. And then that really frustrates us, most of us. And that's the reason why we are struggling. However, because because of sin, we are separated. But Jesus came and he died for our sins and he restored the broken relationship between God and us. So those who, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you come to know him, the broken image that was you, uh, the broken image will be restored and mended, and then you will regain the image of God. So you will be called as sons and daughters of God, and you will be the uh, the children. You will be the child of the Most High God, and then you will be ambassador, and you will be the new creation. According to, according to Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen and verse twenty, and first first uh, Peter two nine all talks about how uh, great God is and how Wonderful people we become because of the uh, the restoration of the image uh, of God. So as a continuation of the image of God, I want us to talk about who we need to reach out to. You know, st- we're still living in the fallen world. And then in this world, we have ranks. Some people who are very rich in terms of socioeconomic uh, standard. And some people who are not privileged and less privileged. Or sometimes we call them poor people. We still have those divisions, right? distinctions everywhere, not just in this country, but all around the world we see that. However, the Bible clearly tells us in a very different way that we need to reach out to the people who are very unlikely. And then we're going to look at um, why we need to do that and then what that means to all of us as followers of Christ Jesus. But before we go into that, I want to ask you a question. There are three parts, when we when it comes to evangelism, when we share the gospel, we need to do three A's, which is anytime, anywhere, anyone, meaning that anytime you need to be prepared to share the gospel, and anywhere, meaning that you need to go anywhere, Wherever you are, you need to share the gospel. And anyone means you need to share the gospel with anyone. There's no distinction. You know, young and old, men and women, whoever they are, you know, uh, race, different races, we need to share the gospel with anybody so that ev- everyone would hear the word of God. But there is another three A's in terms of preparation of Jesus' coming. Yes, Jesus died and rose again, and He will come back here again to judge us. But that will be a, few, a very scary day. When Jesus first came, He came to save. But the second time, when He comes, He will come to judge us. It will be a scary day, and then we will need to prepare for that. So there are three things that we can prepare, which is anytime, anything anyone anytime anything anyone we need to be prepared anytime and we need to be faithful in anything and we need to help and reach out to anyone and we're going to focus on this reach out to anyone even if it that person is someone that you don't want to reach out but you you still need to reach out to the people okay so matthew chapter 25 lays out that information uh, because matthew chapter 25 is amazing and a very powerful and sometimes it can be a scary chapter because it talks about the preparation of the judgment of judgment day jesus is coming how can you prepare yourself and jesus is himself is talking about this so we have to listen to his saying very, uh, very carefully. So I'm going to give you a little summary of chapter 25 of book of Matthew. Chapter 25 has three major stories, and each story talks about any um, time, anything, anyone. The first part of story is a very famous story, the parable of ten virgins now five virgins were very wise and the other five virgins were not wise the context was the marriage the wedding but the wedding in in 2000 years ago in ancient israel uh, the wedding was very different from what we know because it was not scheduled and uh, the bride bridegroom will come all of a sudden so that the bride needs to be prepared anytime it could happen in 2 a.m or 3 a.m so you never know okay and then imagine that there is no cell phone or nothing and so the people not just the bride but also the friends of brides need to be prepared anytime so because the bridegroom can come in so that is the context and then around that time the people were did not have a lamp stand out, uh, outside so they were carrying lamps but uh, the lamp is the size of lamp was very small because you cannot carry too big or heavy lamp stand right so they had to carry lamp but to lift the lamp you need to carry uh, oil so you can always lit it. So it was, uh, they had a small lamp and they always need to carry small portion of oil with them. But in today's story, in chapter 25, we see that five virgins were prepared with oil, but the other five virgins were not prepared with oil because you know, even though at that time people everyone was carrying oil, but this five virgins did not have an oil that means they were not prepared at all they were lazy okay and even though they were friends of the bride but they were not prepared for her wedding so that is the that is the uh the situation that was happening and then of course this is uh the parable, but Jesus is using this parable saying, when Jesus comes back here, it will be like a marriage. It will be like a wedding with Jesus Christ between Jesus and his church. So the church needs to be prepared anytime because we don't know when Jesus is going to come. Jesus never tweeted or uh, left his... uh, Posted on Facebook or anywhere that he's going to come here at some time or some year. Never said that. We can't, we need to be, even today, we need to be prepared for his coming anytime. The next part, next story is a parable of talents. You, this is also famous talent, famous story, famous parable that there were five talents and two talents and one talent. But this five talent guy uh, worked very faithfully and then he left, he Uh, he made another five talents and two talents guy also worked very hard and faithfully and then he made another he produced another two talents guy but two talents but one talent guy did not do anything he just hit it on the ground and then when the uh, when the owner came says look you know at least I did not lose it because here we go I, I hit it I hit it but you see the different response you know for the five talent guy and two talent guy and the owner said, "Oh, good and faithful servant. You did you were faithful to a small thing, and I'll give you a bigger assignment." Matthew 25:21. So we can see it doesn't really matter what the size of talents they received. You know, normally people will try to compare like, "Oh, I've got five talents. You got two, two talents. That means I'm superior than superior to you. I'm better than you." That's not the case. What God sees us when He comes. It's not about how much talent you have, but it's about how faithful you were to any task. So even if it's a small thing or doesn't matter anything, in anything, we need to be faithful. Now, the last part is something that we want to spend more time because it, it is about reaching out to anyone. Okay. Now, preparing on Jesus' is coming. Right. Anytime we need to prepare. But prepare for what? There are two things. One is a work, another one is a relationship, right? Work and relationship. That's something that we do twenty four seven. So our twenty four seven, our life must be the preparation for Jesus' coming. But for but for the work, I already mentioned about the faithfulness. We need to be faithful in anything that Jesus come, uh, Jesus give to us. Whether it's a five talents, two talents, one talent, we need to be faithful in. Anything. So that's the work part But the relationship part is something that we're going to look at now And in, in, in the last part of the chapter 25 Talks about the Jesus coming and separating sheep and goat In the last day and the judgment day But the sh- sheep or the people who were uh, very hospitable to the least people but uh, the other one, the goat people, they are not hospitable to uh, the the least ones. And God is, Jesus is uh, sending the sheep one to the heaven, but the goats, I mean the goats, to uh, the hell. So we can we need to see this is very very significant because this, Jesus was not speaking this story as a joke. He really meant it, and this is gonna, this is what is going to happen in heaven. Before we go to heaven. Of course, how can you go to heaven? By believing in Jesus Christ, by um his grace, we are saved. But because we are saved, our life would be different. Our life would be the representation of our faith. Just like Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. Verse 8 and 9 tells us that we are saved by God's grace, not by works, but verse 10, right there, he created for he created us for good works. We are God's handyman, uh, handiwork. So because we are saved, we need to live a good life. So the first thing is the being faithful in anything, but also the second one is uh, reaching out and helping and serving the anyone, the even the least ones. So let's look at v- chapter 25, verse 40 together, because that is the, um, the summary of the verse that I, ju- I will just explaining to you. So let's look at chapter 25, verse 40. And the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. Wow, what does this really mean? Let's read this again. And the king, who is king? God will answer and say to them, Truly, truly I say to you, who are you? The sheep. Okay. And then to the extent that you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine. So God is saying, these are my brothers. Okay. But the least of these brothers and sisters, you did it for me. Hmm. What does this mean? We need to know the meaning of the least. Okay. Now, and just to give you the context here, and Jesus was saying, the king was saying, Oh, you fed me. And you invited me. You visited me. And then these people will say, "No, oh, oh, Jesus, oh, we didn't, we didn't see you." Basically, when did we do that? When did we feed you? When did you invite you? When did you? When did we visit you? And then uh, Jesus said, "When you fed the least ones, when you invited the least ones, when you when you visited the least ones, you actually visited me. You fed me, and you invited me." So that's the the argument here, and. Uh, um, it's really amazing that we can see the hospitality, right? Feeding, inviting, and visiting people—that's definitely acts of hospitality. But what it matters, what matters the most here, is the target audience. Who did you feed, and who did you invite, and who did you visit? And Jesus is saying, the least of these people. Now, the Greek meaning of the least is actually the most disgusted, most hated and most abandoned person meaning that in the sociologically they are outcast economically they are the most poorest people religiously they are the uh, pagans they are the least favorite people you know the vip the meaning of vip is very important people but there is also lip lip what does that mean it's the least important people Okay, So Jesus is saying in this passage that these people, the least of these people are the LIP. They are not VIP, that the people group that nobody wants to hang out with. Okay, just think about this. Do you have anyone in your life or even right now, someone or some people that you don't want to hang out at all, that even if I give you $10 billion, well, you might, you might change your thought if I give that money but you might think like you know even if I get so much money I will not associate with these people anymore because they hate me uh, they don't associate with me or the vice versa like I hate them you know there's no, there's no value in them and they're not helpful for me and they're just sucking uh, my money they're sucking my food and they're sucking everything that I have so I do not want to associate with those people anymore do you have those people in your life maybe they're the ones who are in this list of LIP. Of course, we want to hang out with the VIP alone, right? They are very important people, so we can have lunch with them, and we can invite them, and then we can also visit them, visit their places, and if they get uh, trouble, you know, we, we can go out and help out them, right? Because they are VIP. However, Jesus is saying, Jesus is not really interested in how much you did to a VIP because that's anybody can do, right? Even non-Christians can do that. But here we can see that clearly the object is very different. You know, Jesus is more interested in how what you do, what you do to this LIP people. Very, very important. Now, this LIP people, what kind of people are they? You know. Uh, I already mentioned to you like they're sociologically, uh, religiously, economically. They're, uh, but in one word, they are the people in this way. They are the people who cannot pay you back. Okay, They're the least of people. Whatever you do to them, they have no ability to pay you back or they have no intention to pay you back. So there's nothing you can gain from them. But the question is, can you still feed them? Can you still invite them in? Can you still visit them when they're sick? How can you do that? Probably it's impossible. But Jesus is clearly really telling us that we need to do that. But let's just be honest. You know, In reality, it is so hard to reach out to this LIP people because we know in our mind, we always have give and take mentality. You know, No matter what I do, Even if it's a very hard work, at some point, a little bit in the back of our mind, we always have a tendency to get something out from that person, even if it's a small thing, right? So if I gave like a hundred, if that person can give me like a 10, because of 10, we think that it is worth to pour out. It's worth to give to that person. However, what if that person has nothing, like a zero, even minus, like this person is only sucking um, out from you? You might think, you know, there's no point of contacting this person again. So let me just stop here, right? However, we see the example of pouring out to those people who cannot really give you anything back. But let me tell you the story that uh, just recently I have a uh I have an f- old friend, you know, who used to I I used to help him basically and then uh, he always whenever we had a conversation, a phone conversation, he was always saying, "Hey Sammy, uh can you do this? Can you do this?" and then he always always asking for help. But just a few um few weeks ago, he got promoted and then he is going back to his home country and then he actually visited my uh, vi- uh my town here in the city. But he never called me back and he never said anything. He, ne- he did not leave any message for me and he just left. Why? Because his, since he is going back to his country, he might think that he does not need me anymore. right? So when, whenever he needs something, you know, he is always asking um, you know, help uh, from me. So we have those kind of people. Whenever we, we have something that we can take, then we deal with those people. We have we keep the relationship with the people. But if the help is gone, the help is done. then we just kind of disconnect, disconnect from that people, right? However, I saw another man, just recently. He, he is saying, you know, he is a great speaker and he is a great tra- trainer. So he received a lot of phone call from a big companies um, to do some the training for them. But he is very selective. He is not uh, responding to the those big companies, even though these companies can pay him really well and then um, give him a five-star hotel for lodging, right? So in human eyes, in this worldly, worldly standard, it's like, it's a better option. So I definitely need to go. But that's not how my friend was thinking. But he was thinking, you know, whenever I receive a phone call from a small company, small places where they, they are struggling and they're about to bankrupt and they're about to uh, disappear I go there and I do training And then he's saying They're not paying me Because they cannot pay me And then, you know They're about to, you know Go out of business So there's nothing I can earn from them But that's where I see the need That's why I want to help out and pour out I'm like, wow, this is really amazing You know, this is a great example Of course, he's a Christian He's a follower of Jesus Christ So he's not really looking for money He's not really looking for Taking something from other people But he is really... Uh, into helping people and reaching out to people, anyone, even if it's the person, even if that uh, the object or people or target group are the most um, underrated, most uh, least of all these people. The ultimate example is Jesus Christ himself. I mean, the King of kings and Lord of lords, he came down to the earth for what? To be the king of the world? To be uh, recognized? To be respected? Not at all. When he went to the place where a lot of people who were following him, he actually withdrew himself because his point is not about being famous among people. His, his purpose was not to become rich in the world, but his purpose was to die for our sins for whom? For us. Did we do something for him? Did we? Were we helpful to God? Not at all. We actually turned away from him. We actually turned our back against him. So we were enemy to him, yet he loves us so much and he came and he served us through his death and resurrection. What a wonderful ultimate example we have. Jesus came without asking anything from us. There's nothing we can do for him. Everything that he did was um, by him, through him, in him. And then uh, he did it for us. What a great love we see. Likewise, because we are saved by this grace, we need to be the graceful people. We need to go out to the people and help people who cannot truly pay us back. So think about the least people in your life. You know, we can. It's hard to tell who is rich and or poor. Well, uh, we have some, you know, income, the average income. So if, if you are above the average income, you're considered to be rich. Or if you are less than, if you are below the average income, you're considered to be uh, less privileged or poor. So it can, it, it's very uh, subjective. But anyway, you know, some people who are even the rich people can be very lonely, right? They may be very needy people, right? And then just like Zacchaeus or Matthew. There can be a tax collector in 2021. Uh, They're very siloed and nobody is stopping by. You know, they can be very lonely. They can be the least of these people. Or you can be an immigrant, um, came to the United States a long time ago with a big uh, American dream. Somehow you achieved it. But you realize that this is nothing compared to Um, what you really actually dreamed for your family is falling apart your marriage is uh, falling apart and you know your your heart your life your emotion is just filled with fear for the future maybe you could be the least of these people you could be a lip there's nothing you can do um, uh, to me or to other people when it comes to help right we can always go to look look around look around the people and see where they are and how we can help them Right, it could be uh, the second generation uh, kids who grew up in America, and then so they are perfectly bilingual. You know, they can speak English, they can speak um, Rwandan, Urdu, or Korean, Japanese, Chinese. You know, they perfectly. However, they feel like I don't belong to here. I don't belong to here. I feel like I'm in between. I have nowhere I can go. There. Uh, they're going through extreme identity crisis and isolation as well they could be the least of these people right or it could be a literally a uh, physically poor condition who are very sick and who are dying uh, who are abandoned by his own family and uh, there's there's nobody is supporting this person or this could uh, or it could be a family of single mom and who are um, struggling day-to-day life with financial crisis. It can be anybody. There are so many people who, whom we can reach out to, okay? So when we see those LIP uh, people instead of VIP, what we need to do is it, instead of expecting something to uh, get from them, we need to go and reach out to them with the love of Christ. But when you do it, when you do it, this is amazing. You are doing it to the Lord. huh? What does that really mean? Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. You see, in today's verse, in the Matthew 25, 25, 40, when you did this to the least one, you are doing it to me. But also in the Proverbs 14, 31, who is generous to the needy. Of course, the needy are the people, not God. But when you are generous to the needy, you are actually honoring God. You see the, uh, the relationship here. This is so important. You know, when you are when helping out to the poor people, when you reach out to that, them and you are not expecting anything to receive them, let's say you are giving the water bottle to them and you, uh, the person says, oh, thank you so much for this water, but sorry, I have nothing to pay you back. And you say, you know, that's okay. You know, I'm I'm just doing this with the love of God. And that the person um, says goodbye and then leaves, and uh, you may think like, okay, my job is done. Well, yes. However, what actually what you did is actually what you did to you did to the Lord God. So you see the, uh, the connection. This is a very important. The connection that when you love someone, you actually love God. Okay, And this is uh, the great commandment, right? You know, Jesus commanded us to love God with all your heart, well, all your mind, and love your neighbor. But love God, love your neighbor, it's, it looks like it's a two different commandment, but it's actually one. If you truly love God, then you will love your neighbor. And if you love your neighbor, you love God, you cannot separate them, right? So how can you love God whom you cannot see? You, know, you might think like you know i love god because i'm here to you know worship the lord and lift my lifting my hands and you know praying to him so i am worshiping the lord yeah it is important that you know at least the once a week we need to meet together as a corporate body to worship him however that's not the only expression of loving the lord in 24/6 i'm mean 24/7 Every day in your workplaces, as you are engaging people and as you are rela- making uh, the uh, doing the relationship with them, that's where your true love for God is shown or not. If you truly love the Lord, you will reach out to this LIP, not only VIP, but LIP people as well. And then when you reach out to them, you are actually doing it to the Lord. So this is a great practice and investment. When you see L.I.P., do not hesitate, but reach out to the person and then love on them because that is how you love the Lord your God. At the end of the day, when God is selecting who are the sheep, who are the goat, this is my prayer for you and myself, that He will say to us, You did this to the least people. You did this to LIP people. But actually, you actually did that to me. Come, good and faithful servant. You are faithful to small thing. I will give you much bigger thing to you. So that we can prepare ourselves to meet with God anytime. He can come tomorrow. He can come next year. We don't know. But whenever He comes, He will see us ministering to him through ministering to LIP so that we can truly um, see him and enjoy forever eternity with him so if you do you believe in Jesus Christ praise the lord if the answer is yes praise the lord but your faith must be shown through this ministering to LIP so that your faith is genuine And that your faith is truly the faith that came from the Lord who loves us no matter what. Because we are L.I.P. to Him, right? Technically, however, He loves us. He made us as V.I.P. through His sacrificial love and death for us. We need to do likewise for our brothers and sisters. Thank you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for your love, for your mercy. Father, we pray that we would reach out to LIP just like you reach out to us. Even though we are sinners, we are uh, enemies to you, yet you demonstrated your love for us, so you died for us, and you rose from the dead to give us eternal life. Father, we pray that we would do likewise, that we would not separate VIP-LIP and spend more time with VIP only, but we want to go to LIP so that they will uh, see your glory, but also we will minister to you as we, un- as we do unto them. Father, please help us and guide us, Lord. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name I pray, it. amen.